Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Clueless Capitalist where we discuss interesting startups, interview founders and help you become less clueless with angel investing. My name is Razi. And my name is Osman and together we're The Clueless Capitalists. So we all know India to be among the top two most populous countries in the world and in fact according to the Pew Research Centre, Next year, in 2023, India is going to overtake China as the world's most populous nation. And one thing I think most of us are not aware of is that India also has a very huge aging population. So there are over 131 million people living in India who are aged above 60. And this number is going to grow quite rapidly over the coming years. And when we think about this aging population, uh, we know India is a big country. Lots of children of these aging uh, parents, they live and study uh, in bigger cities within India. And when you look at it from a global context, they are working abroad, they are studying abroad and makes it challenging for them to be able to tend to the emotional, personal and even healthcare needs of their parents considering that they are so far away from them. And that's where we have 60 plus India which is developing a platform and an app and a service that is helping this aging population and the children of this aging population to deal with their personal healthcare and emotional needs. So we have Arasi Arul today joining us. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of 60 Plus India and she is a serial entrepreneur herself and also the Tamil youth icon of 2012. So thank you uh, yes. Arasi for joining us for this particular episode. Yeah, uh, thanks Osman and Razi for inviting me here. It's such a honor. I am Arasi Arul. I am from Chennai and I run this company called 60 Plus India. 60 Plus India's end-to-end parent management technology platform. And uh, we can observe the 131 million senior citizen population in India. These senior citizen population who are alone without their children are our main targets and we help them in their emotional, their personal, the healthcare and the data management needs of this huge senior citizen population in India. And so in uh, May 2021, Raj from Texas Austin reached out to us to help his parents back here in India and his father who was affected with COVID was in the isolation ward and his mother was home alone and depressed. You know, they've been married for 40 years, 45 plus years and was just scared and depressed that she's going to lose her husband. And then Raj from Texas Austin called, we put a nurse with the father in the COVID ward and a companion with the mother and helped this old couple communicate daily via video calls. Their reunion after 15 days was one of the most emotional moments Express India went through. And so 60 Plus India is a company which helps NRA, that is non-residing Indians like Raj and the parents who are in India who are alone, you know, be happy, be well taken care of and people like Raj are, are like little less worried than they have to be. And that is 60 Plus India for you. India is the highest uh, migrating, second highest migrating population in the world after China and it also has a huge number of senior citizen population. In fact, in the south of India, there is a negative growth population. Uh, and we also say that by 2031, there is going to be a 41% increase in the senior citizen population. And so what happens is these senior citizens 
are alone because of the constant migration which is happening in india and this creates two huge problems the first is these senior citizens are alone and they are a constant need of help you know they are always looking for people to help them and uh, these children who are migrated like raj are always in guilt and they are looking for vetted verified and and uh, trained service providers to help their parents back home and this is the gap that 60 plus india is filling 60 plus india works as an aggregator and we connect these children who want to help their parents with trained vetted verified service providers and we do this with our online platform and we we cover four main categories we cover the personal care and so in the personal care uh, there are services which is as simple as getting the cctv fixed in their house paying their ev bill the electricity bill or you know taking them out for a walking um, and all these covered in simple everyday requirements of these senior citizens are covered in the personal care with the emotional care where there are absolutely no players we take care of the psychological needs of these senior citizens we send travel companions we send reading companions we send talking companions these senior citizens are alone 24/7 and they require some kind of emotional help and 60 plus does that and of course healthcare india and the south of india is very very good in their healthcare sector we have good number of doctors and so in, you know we could say that we have one doctor for every 400 patients in tamil nadu and we have one doctor for every 700 patients in uh, the rest of the south indian states this might sound very less but then that's actually very good compared to the many states in the north of india and so our healthcare sector and the healthcare services in the south of india is very well defined there are enough hospitals there are enough doctors who could take care but still uh, 60 plus india also provides home healthcare services and allied healthcare services for the senior citizens and this is one of the main products which these children like raj reach out to us on every day basis and the fourth and the main part that we are concentrating now is the data management what we do with data management is like say razi you're taking your father or mother to a doctor and when the do- doctor asks what is the medicine your mother is taking you wouldn't know like none of us would know and so we want to bring in this data management where the medical data the personal data everything is kept for or is maintained and kept for the senior citizens so that they could use it and the children could use it and this this is where i want to just give you one small incident why we started this uh we had a elderly couple in their 70s in fact their children were in india but in a different uh, in chennai itself but they were in a different city and the grandfather uh, was hospitalized for an operation and the grandmother became ill when they opened the patient for operation in the hospital that is when they realized the grandfather wasn't blood thinner except the grandmother none of them knew the grandfather's medicine and what they were taken for and so this is when we realized we need to create a system for these senior citizens to take care of their medical data management and the personal data management uh, as well as the children will know or the grandchildren will know or even the other spouse will know what they're taking and why they're taking and so 60 plus india is working on these four very important sectors for senior citizens and also we are the only platform which is selling geriatric products 
and giving services for senior citizens. Our go-to-marketing strategy is very simple. Of course, we are going to go in the social media sector, but apart from it, we have created a community. We want to create a community pan India, but right now we have a community in Tamil Nadu and Kerala, and uh, these places where all the senior citizens can meet and discuss and talk, and thus, uh, you know, even promote our company. Apart from it, we are having expert ambassadors, referral programs, influencers. And hospital and doctor sign-up has actually helped us a lot, and we are planning to expand it to Pan India. The first question everyone asks is about the quality control, and what we do is for the vetting, verification, and the training purposes, we go through two major quality control, and this is done continuously. This is not like a one-time process. So we start with the psychometric analysis after the registration of these service providers, and then we do a police verification, and. After the police verification, we would whenever the service provider goes to a customer's house, we start getting feedback. We train them, and then we have rating as well. And so this actually helps in a consistent uh, quality control for these service providers. And this is our hugest you know USP that these customers come back to us again and again. And we've been doing uh, very well. We've been up and running since March 2021. And uh, we have a 30% profit rate. We have done sales like around 200,000 USD till date, and uh, we have more than 1,500 customers till date. And our vendors number has also increased. What we are looking at is we were looking into 10x growth in the next one year. That is because we've been ideally operating in one city officially, but we've done services in almost. 12 cities and towns all over India and officially and uh, going forward we already started in two cities this month and we'll be opening by 10 cities by March 2023 and so we will increase our sales growth by 10x a team is of the founders this is a team of founders and all the three of us are uh, all from the same college Oli is my brother and Vivek is my college junior and we have started companies together in the past Uh, we have experience in the healthcare and the e-com sector and which gives us a huge advantage over the other competition so that we do know how to take care of the technology part of the company as well as on the e-com and uh, health sector aggregator company our ask is $500000 and with this we'll be strengthening our tech team and expanding into a new market which i already spoke with no little before thank you yeah And so, uh, to talk about the experience in 60 plus in the last one year has been like, you know, overwhelming. And even day before yesterday, we kind of helped a senior citizen couple who was going through a bypass. And the review the wife has left in our Google form like literally brought us all in tears. You know, we we kind of helped so many people. We've changed lives of so many people, and uh, I think uh, that is what. we are looking at in a investor too someone who wants to help change many lives someone who is actually looking for uh, for the karma circle you know we've been doing that and uh, actually helping them and also making money is been like really good about you know we feel good about it thank you for sharing the pitch deck one thing that i am not still very clear about is what is the origin story like looking at you your brother and your other co-founder and you have so much entrepreneurial experience and just curious to know like what was the origin story of uh, 60 plus uh, india yeah 
And so the origin was during the first wave of COVID virus. And uh, many of my friends, you know, I'm like, I'm like the one person or my brother, both of us are people who are connected with all our UGs and PGs and school friends and we kind of, we are in Chennai and everyone else is out. Literally, I, I have a class strength of 70 in my engineering and only three of us are in Chennai. The rest of all are outside India and so I, I, I'm in literally touch with my juniors and seniors and my whole class from engineering and uh, 95% of them being abroad. Uh, during COVID, like literally 50 of my friends just reached out to me in the month of May 2021 to help their parents in India. Not only in Chennai, but all over India. And my house is like an old age home. You know, all my cousins are abroad. And you know, the Indian system, we have a huge joint family. We have, I have like uh, four uncles and aunts from my paternal side and another three and four from my mom's side. So everyone is abroad. All my cousins are abroad. I have to take care of the three sets of grandparents and parents and uncles and aunts. And so we actually personally know the problem of how to handle or what are the difficulties of having a senior citizen at home. Uli and I, both of us know that. And when a lot of these friends reach out to us, we realize that this is actually a problem which we faced ourselves. We know what are the difficulties and how very unorganized this whole healthcare sector and the helping sector for the senior citizen is. And so we wanted to organize this unorganized market. This was our first thought. And then um, with, because of our background of having other companies, by August 2020, we were having a website up and running. And so we had like in two months time, we had a basic website up and running at 60 plus India. And then we pivoted a lot, you know, we started with products and then we added each services. And then every, with every customer, we had different experiences. And then we kept adding new, you know, sectors to it. And recently, uh, there was this customer who called me up and he told me that he wants someone to take his parents for walking every day. We do the walking companion services like twice a week. Okay, because it, it actually works out costly. You know, you have to get someone from one point of the city to go to the other point of city, take them out for a walk for near the park where they live and come back. And so we do it only twice a week. And then he told me, how much is the cost? I don't care. Just send someone to take both my parents for walking every day. And this part of the, the location he asked was, this was in Bangalore. And this was not even in the main part of Bangalore. It was like nearly 40 kilometers outside Bangalore. And that's when we realized that this kind of network is not going to work. This was one of the pivots we had. And so what we created was we created a buddy system for college students, senior citizens. And that actually worked a lot. It was much cheaper than our regular manpower. And it actually worked a lot. And we are trying to implement it full-fledged with our mobile app by September, October. So now we connect college students, primarily nursing college students and physiotherapy college students with senior citizens for these daily activities like grocery shopping, taking them to the hospital, sitting and talking to them, reading a book. And so the empathy quotient is much higher for the nursing students and the physiotherapy students than our regular students who's doing us BSc or BCom. And so we've been trying this and it's been such a huge success. And the rates, our profit percentage became 150%. And the customer, the amount the customer pays has reduced by 60%. So that is the amount of difference we got with this buddy system. And so we are introducing this now. So with each customer and each experience, we kind of perverted. And now I think this perverting is going to happen lifelong. But right now, this is one of the new additions we have in our company.
Okay, I mean, I, I like the idea of pivoting, and me and Ralsi were talking about this with regards to another company where they pivoted, but they were pivoting so much and so far from what their original idea was that they may as well just said we're starting a whole new company. When I hear about pivots, these ones are, are good because you're picking items which are within your current scope anyway. The only question I, I really want to ask here is when you're pivoting and you're listening to customer demands, how do you make sure that you're prioritizing a correct request? Because you're gonna come across a thousand people with a thousand parents and they'll all have a thousand different requests. It won't all be exactly the same. How are you managing that level of complexity and, and making sure you're pivoting in the correct manner and not just reacting to everybody's demand? Absolutely. See, uh, this is a very good question we keep asking ourselves. And we've said no to, like, say, thousand requests. And we have taken, like, say, two requests, which actually make sense. And in fact, they asked us for a walking companion, which we already had. And we wanted to find a solution when we couldn't do it for a particular place. And so that is how the buddy college buddy system came up. This was not a pivot. This was a pivot in the back end. It was not a pivot in the front end. We really don't. We have lots of requests for cooks. We have a lot of requests for housemates. We don't do that because that is not what we are here for. We are here for a personal care. We are here for short term cares. Uh, for someone to sit and we do art therapy, we do pet walking, we take a pet to a, a senior citizen for them to play with, you know. These are some things we do in the emotional sector. We don't, we are very clear about the sectors. We don't pivot to every request, but we try to, if there are requests which actually make sense, we try to address them in a way that it actually helps the expansion of the business rather than, you know, as a business itself, we don't pivot, but we pivot at the back end to accommodate few things for our already existing sectors. Okay. So ju just for the uh, viewers at home, when we talk about pivots, this is a common uh, common term that's used and it's widely used in the, in the startup sector where you start off with an idea, you test it, you say that there's a product market fit. And if there isn't a product market fit, you're noticing something not working, you identify what is in demand in reality and you pivot to that. Now, yes. that, that could mean, for example, we talked to Arfin from MedEasy. He started off with telehealth and he noticed that there was a requirement for uh, people to have prescriptions and that became his major request and he eventually realized that he can keep his telehealth but the the prescription service was the one that was actually generating uh, a lot of retention in customers so that's where he pivoted still in healthcare still doing, doing that's what pivoting should be um so that's Absolutely. the benefit of uh of the viewers and, Absolutely, um, you know, I understand what you're saying and that's uh, the pivot we had is for getting the students is because we're getting more revenue. Our revenue increased by 150% and the customers are also spending less. They're also happy and our expansion has become tremendous. You know, we were able, we are able to reach every corner of the South because, yeah. you know, I believe if I had to send for this X place, which is 300 kilometers from Chennai, it would have been difficult for me to find someone to do it twice a week. 
but yeah. right now there is college there there are students there it's just made my life much more easier the business has become much more uh, regularized to do it and also uh, then again one another i could okay maybe a pivot is a wrong word one other uh, change we made is instead of all the students we went into only nursing college students we went to only physiotherapy students we went to paramedical students and so this way again the emotional quotient is much higher than other students and so these are the changes we made and so that actually helped us in our revenue it is helping us in getting more customers in this sectors and because no one is actually playing in this sector there's literally no one who sent someone to sit and talk with the senior citizen parents in india yeah that's good i mean and uh and the other example that we saw there is a fine line between pivoting and and just randomly reacting the yeah. other example that we saw where somebody said this isn't a pivot was when you get so many requests and all you're doing is just you end up becoming an IT outsourcing company for for the people that are requesting it you're no longer running yeah. your business you're running uh, an IT outsourcing kind of capability so uh yeah i really like what you've done you've focused on what you're doing and yeah and you're pivoting to to look at the demand that's coming from your user base which is great absolutely i agree what you say no we don't we cannot go for the whims and fancies of every single customer who comes in you know uh, we get so many requests for uh, for nursing service without a prescription and we can't do that uh, we get so many requests for cooks we have so many requests for living maids we have a request for you know a lot of services which we don't do and we like definitely say a no hmm. okay great i'm curious to know like what is the average cost for an individual to get their parent um, one of the services this okay the cost is very very variable it it changes from city to city what i'm going to give you is a ballpark for i would say kerala kochin uh, and so the kochin ballpark for a nurse is around 300 dollars for a for a month a nurse to stay in their parents house for a month and take care of their daily activities for a parents in in kerala and kochin which has highest number of population to the middle east it's like around 300 dollars whereas the same in bangalore it goes to around 600 to 700 dollars and the same in chennai is like around uh, 400 to 450 dollars sometimes you get for cheaper sometimes you get for a little bit costlier and in maharashtra in bombay we've sent now the same rates as in bangalore it goes between um, no from 500 dollars to even 1000 dollars in bombay and so the rates actually vary from city to city and the service to service yeah I mean, like you mentioned, right? I could have a service like going there and installing a CCTV to to monitor my parents. So that's one-off service. But what the examples you have given are more long-term, on a monthly yes. kind of basis, like almost yes. a, a retainer service. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The single services uh, we don't charge for the visit. It's usually for the, and this is a very customized service. You know, no one is doing it. We do something called the making home senior friendly. It starts at nine thousand five hundred rupees. and it goes to around uh, 40 50000 rupees and so with uh, 9500 rupees we go to the house we see what they need the senior citizens need we install the cctvs or a toilet receipt risers or uh, motion sensor lights you know 
these are the examples we actually sit and talk with the parents and the children together in a call in a video call or a phone call and we understand the problems they have uh, anti slip mats grab bars uh, toilet seat risers uh, video calling bells it just depends on what is the requirement the basic one which starts with 9500 is the grab bars the anti slip mats and one or two cctv depending on the house okay and what we do is we give the cctv access to the kids who are living abroad and we make sure that they can install it on their phone and take take care of their parents look at their parents cctv and talk to them and all of these things uh, the making home scene assembly is has uh, been like very very famous we get almost all the calls only for the healthcare services there is children who are living abroad they know that they need healthcare services they know they need a doctor they know they need a nurse or a blood test or a home x-ray or uh, we've sent a sonologist to get the hear checked for a 90 year old grandma in a village in tamil nadu and fix it and the grandchild who actually reached out to us was so happy with our service she is the vice president of price water coopers strategy division in the us she said she is going to invest 100000 dollars on us so uh, that is like what happened and for that service only the cost per year piece we kind of charged and that again varies upon the quality of the year piece her earring audacities uh, you know the number and all those things so things like that you know with the rates for the individual services vary a lot But from my own understanding, you've you've got all these services. Uh, what's the current breakdown in terms of take up of, of these services? For example, doctor, nurse, physio, therapist. What's the the most popular product? What's the 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 least, least. popular, etc., etc. I mean, and um, and where do you see that going moving forward? Okay, I'm going to answer this question in two parts. Okay, and so the first part is. I like I previously mentioned almost 100% of the calls we get or the requests we get online is for healthcare services and we upsell and crosssell uh nearly 70% of the calls with our emotional or personal care services once these customer know that there is a personal care service there's someone to take their father for a doctor or someone who could uh, go get the food for their parents every day you know they kind of use it because they want their parents to be comfortable and mm. so that's what happens and so this is like the entry point is always the healthcare and then they, they go to the other services that's one part of the question and so the second part of the question is we really don't have any services which people don't pick in the healthcare we just have four services right now the doctor the nurse the physiotherapy and the attendant and so these are the four services whom we have service providers of right in our list in the back end list and so you you pick up any cities or state and we don't do a uh, you know this is we work like grab you know you go into the app and you say that i want food from this place and we don't say that we are going to give you the food immediately or we don't say we are going to send the nurse in we have a 24 hours turnover time and then uh, we we send these either of the four people we have already have a database of more than 500 600 clients all over south of india whom we can send immediately but if there is a different request uh you need a home x-ray or sometimes they ask us for a home ophthalmologist who can come and see their grandparent at home and give them a prescribed power glasses that is the case and then we tell we our turnaround time is two days and then we reach out to our contacts we reach out to our networks we get in this person and send them home if it answered our popular services are the four which has been regularly used 
we really don't have any unpopular services which we have in our uh, uh, database okay if i was to to say the one that's most profitable for you i mean in terms of service which one would it be the most profitable has been the in the healthcare sector has been the uh, blood test the okay. hearing aid uh, fixing the eye power glasses fixing uh, all these one time services which goes on daily we have more than uh, 50 to 80% profit percentage on them. and the rest we have a flat 30% profit rate and uh, this is on the commission side but we do have a service fee which is a 10% service fee and from september we are going to start a subscription as well and so our profit percentage actually increases a little bit from september okay uh, my my other question when you were talking about this and you know all the people that come in are usually contacting you because they want healthcare services the main question i have is how are people finding out about you Are they is it through your proactive marketing campaign is it people just googling and finding something um where you know you've got search engine optimization how is that okay. working for you until february of 2021 that is from march 2020 when 2021 to february 2022 we didn't do any kind of marketing we were only biting what we could chew which is the three of us running the whole show and all our customers all the thousand plus customers were through referrals and so friends friends uh, friends of friends from families and they kind of referred in fact we got a customer in 2020 during our trial period we had a customer from texas and he actually referred and then from texas austin we got 17 customers to date uh, it's just a small community and they keep talking and everyone yeah. talks about their parents and then they talk about how we help them and then and so in the last one year we've got 17 persons from only texas austin that do just as referrals and only starting march april we started doing offline ads and so right now our seo and our um, a referral rate is like around 50% and like around 30% of our customers come through our uh, social media marketing ads and the rest of the 20% come through you know like i met razi and razi has a friend and i wouldn't even say razi is a referral customer for me he was more of a you know investor he was more someone who just heard about me and uh, i would say instead of the offline marketing the we do the online marketing as well right and so we get the rest of the 20% from that we've been yeah. putting up stalls everywhere we've been going for meetings uh we've been going on giving out brochures we went on radio and tv here in india we went on youtube channels for giving interviews so those were the ones we kind of got the other rest of it yeah i mean and this is what i i, I would have expected i think the, the original the, the network and and the problem statement is very acute you can see that i i myself had a conversation literally the other day with somebody who'd returned from india their parents have been diagnosed with dementia they're now really worried about what they do with their parents while they're here in singapore how do they manage that and it just came up in conversation have you heard of 60 yes. plus and that's exactly what they're they're crying out for so yes. definitely a market demand definitely uh, a capability where you could just 
really not cope with the the amount of um, organic growth that you'd get just from people word of mouth referrals. My immediate question is, is that for markets which have already got a large proportion of elderly, like places like Japan, they, they're, when we talk about demographics of old people, um, an aging population, have you looked at what they're doing and the things that they're doing refer to, to what you're trying to do in India? Yes, I've done the research. What happened is the culturally things are different in uh, very fast aging countries in the Southeast, say Japan or you know Singapore or Malaysia or China, where the culture is that when the, they have a lot of government, okay, first thing is the insurance of the government. The second is the government policy for senior citizens, healthcare and taking care of senior citizens and all that. So apart from that, as a culture, in Indian culture, it is not really okay to put your parents in old age home. Whereas in a culture or in Japan, it's, you know, they are from small age, you know, they know that the parents, like the grandparents and parents are going to go to an old age home or they could live in a retirement house. Let's not say old age home, but a retirement house rather. But in the Indian culture, you don't, that's a taboo word. You know, you don't say that, I'm going to put my parents in the retirement home when I, they become old or when I leave abroad. It's it's absolutely not hurt to be talking about it now in Indian culture. And so that is where the huge difference between the fast aging South Asian countries and India differs. You couldn't do the same in Sri Lanka. I'm sure you couldn't do the same in Pakistan or Bangladesh or, you know, the immediate countries which surrounds India, which has the same cultural value. You know, you don't like it's a huge population that you you live in the same roof with your grandparents and parents and aunts and uncles, and you really don't do that. So that is the first main difference. And uh, the second main part is because of that difference, we are not able to replicate what is happening in Japan or China or Singapore, for instance, to here in India. And the second main reason is the insurance, which I spoke about earlier. And so these kids, they know that the government is taking care of their parents or the that is a senior citizen terms which the government is going to give money every month or they have free housing services or free health care services policies for the senior citizens that is not available in India. Insurance itself is very unheard of. Do you know like only 7% of the population has health insurance and I'm saying that is for senior citizens I mean only 7% of the senior citizens has health insurance. So with these problems, we are not able to replicate what is happening in Japan here. But we have got few products from Japan to India for senior citizens. We've got some few products in our website and even otherwise, we we have some products like the car swirl seats. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's just a round seat which you put in the car, which helps you turn around. And so senior citizens don't have to struggle getting up and down. Yeah. And there are a few products for changing the diapers. We've got these products from Japan actually to start selling here and it's actually going well. Okay. And so we could, we were able to replicate a few products, but not the way the services are done there. Yeah. The other question I was going to ask uh, when I heard about your products and capability was, you know, we have these home care services in the UK and but we're also seeing news reports of, you know, the person turning up at home 
and money's going missing, um, items going missing in the household, and then they've eventually found out that it's the home care visitor that's doing that. How are you handling that component of trust and, and care? This is one question which actually stuck in my head for like a whole month before I wanted to start 60 Plus India. Because the minute I decided I will start something for the senior citizen, this was a question because I I'm a, I love my grandpa and the whole reason this company is here because I've seen him struggle being alone. And then after one point of time, he started staying with me. And every time we figure out or we find a person or a nurse, with him we kind of worry about his safety you know what is going to happen he lives in a separate house and so we install cctvs to make sure that with all this and we staying in the house right next to him we've had issues and so this is one concern which i've always wanted to address and thus we kind of created these few steps which i actually talked in my pitch deck the first is a psychometric analysis and so yeah. when someone actually applies for a nursing job or an attender job, I mean, to be associated with us because we work as an aggregator. You know, that is one problem because if I have an employee, then I'm totally, I know well who he is or what he does or where he lives and I have full control about him. But when I'm working as an aggregator, this problem which you said arises a lot. So the first part is to be in my aggregating platform, this person has to go through a psychometric analysis test. And this test is very appropriate for us. We have done it in a way that we understand the emotion, quotient, his compassion, his honesty and those parts in the question. And after that, when people don't pass it, we don't even take them. And the people who pass it, we go on for a police verification. And so in India, particularly Tamil Nadu and Kerala, the government police, the department has a website and a mobile app where I can pay 100, 200 rupees and get a police verification certificate for each person which is a police actually visits them in the house and then, um, you know, verifies that they live there. This is this is who their parents are. This is who their neighbors are. And this is this guy. He doesn't have any other FIR or any criminal, you know, certificates on him or previously. And then they give us. And so almost 90% of our aggregator people are police verified. And so with these two, major of a worry is, you know, reduced. After that, what happens is we kind of, uh, every time we call a senior citizen, we tell them that this person is coming and if it's a long-term service of more than one or two months, we insist on getting the CCTV put up so that at least their children know, even the even the workers who go there know there's a CCTV there and we can, you know, they are always on the watch. After all this, we go on, we call up after, like say a nurse leaves after giving an injection, we call up the senior citizen and tell them, if this nurse is coming back again and knocking the door, telling I left my phone back or I left my bag back in your house, please open the door. Do not open the door. Or if they reach you again, like say you're going on walking or you're shopping in your local you know, flea market or a, or a vegetable shop and this guy comes and he says, hello ma'am, you remember me? I came to your house to give you injection last week. How are you doing? Shall I help you carry the bag? Say no to that. And so we kind of give all these instructions very clearly to both the parents and the children so that, uh, you know, we, we these are the only things we could do, in fact. Uh, beyond that, it's out of our control. But this has worked so well so far. Okay. And yeah. uh, we also give 
clear instructions to these senior citizens when there is a long term stay that do not keep jewelry at home do not keep cash at home mm. put it up in the bank so these yeah. are a few instructions we give okay now and that's a good point because you know that leads on to my my next question really um with aggregator services that we've seen here in Singapore I've used them for, for you know house cleaning and things like that and nearly every time I've noticed that the person who's turning up will say hey I can come directly to you right rather than using the the service and you paying a service fee come directly to me and and I've always turned it down because I felt I I wouldn't have a right of recourse if something went wrong right but the temptation is there both for the provider and for the consumer to say here maybe I can save some money I like this person and it's easy to to do that are you seeing any of that and how are you managing uh managing to keep track of that to stop that from happening yes and so this is another question which i was trying to figure out the answer and i kind of did and so what we do is we go in these aggregators or uh, these individual service providers are all associated with one manpower agency and so i am in connect with the manpower agency and like i am this golden egg laying goose and so these manpower agencies as an individual agency would probably get five to seven services a month but i give them five to seven services a week sometimes i give them 10 to 20 services a week and so if they actually bypass me when any of the services they do they wouldn't get the other services i give them because we we are regularly in touch with the customers we ask for feedbacks we send other details we ask them do you want a nurse now we ask them how was the injection is the injection again going to be given next week you know we kind of keep in touch with the customer and their children and all that and so one part of time when we know that there is another nurse there and if we know it is from this agency we don't use them again we've done it to two or three other agencies already okay but and that is one part of the answer the second part of the answer is the children like us we kind of develop a personal relationship with the children and the parents and if you read any of your reviews if you read any of the reviews they've given us they call us by name they say deva has been very good with us rsc has been very good with us or she has been very good with us and so they there is a relationship which we develop we become like a part of the family and we kind of do a lot of other services for them instead of just sending a nurse okay. so they want to go to a hospital we would send someone if they want a grocery to be delivered we send someone and so ours is holistic service rather than single service and so the children even though they know it's costlier they kind of stick with us but of course there are few customers who left but they are not my long term customers mm, so okay. i really i'm not really not going sticking with them it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because i was reading the uh, google reviews and people were they they were talking about how is both a professional service and also a very personal service and they kept okay, uh, okay. yeah so it's very uh, very much in alignment with what you're saying So yeah because that's absolutely true you know i literally all our customers one of our staff or either me or oli or vivek one of us know everything about their family all the thousand customers you know it's either the three of us or the staffs whom i have right now the four of them in the outside room 
uh, all the seven of us know everything about the thousand plus customers whom we have already. Who their children are, where they are, what these parents like. When is their birthdays? We call them and wish them up. We send them chocolates, and, and so it's more like a family. So that is the culture which I want to increase with sixty plus. Got it. And then the question I'm I'm having is so when we look at the Indian diaspora, right? I mean, we have a big population in the U.S., in the U.A.E., uh, in Canada, in Saudi Arabia. So the question then is, at which point will you feel that it's time to bring 60 plus or to market 60 plus a lot more aggressively in those markets like what's stopping you from like taking out like you mentioned the the social media ads or the offline ads what's stopping you from taking out more of that in those markets to start attracting that nri clientele with the pattern back home things one is i need a bigger team right now i have a set of freshers whom we are hand holding in lot of sectors and so uh, right now i'm trying to hire a little more of experienced team to do this and the second is we need a little more money for the marketing part for the nris because we have a whole list i just have one big board here which says the whole marketing plan for new york in the next 3 months and then for that we need someone in new york and we need to spend more money because new york or new jersey is one point or where there are a lot of Indian customers. Then we have identified like ten cities like that all over the world, and and then for that we need a little more money. And also, uh, interestingly, when you're talking about this, and so answer your question, I need a much more stronger team, and I need a little more money. And we are starting with. We already have this program where we have seven clients who actually spend nearly seven thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars every month. With Okay, and so these are the complete parent management customer. We do everything for their parents here in India. These all the seven kids are abroad, and all the seven parents are here in India, and uh, they are with an ailment, cancer, dementia, a kidney uh, transplantation, liver transplantation, um, you know, severe arthritis, but they can't move. And so we have these all the seven customers who who are living abroad, whose parents have some kind of ailment, and we do the complete parent management right from the payment of the paper guy who comes in the morning till the food they eat in the night we do everything we take care of everything for them this is whom we want to concentrate and so we want to have at least 1000 customers from abroad 100 customers for each ailment by march 2023 so that we increase our revenue tenfold very easily sorry you're saying 7 to 10000 uh, dollars or per dollars per month okay and this is each of these seven so in total collectively 70 about 70000 per month that's like let's say you know from as little as yeah 7000 dollars to 70000 dollars to 100000 dollars but that varies you know like not everyone came last year last march there was one customer and then there was a customer who came in august there was one customer number and so no it's a cycle right it's not all of them came last year in march yeah one thing which i want to do is i want to be become a b2b company as well and so i want to go to microsoft and tell them like listen your you have like so many like 30% of your employees are from india and all of them have come to us or in different part and their parents are back home and these are these are just spending hundreds of hours over the phone trying to do things for their parents and so here take take like 3000 dollars of 
a product you, you pay $1000 and give this package to your, to your staff so that you know if they want someone to take their parents for a doctor or there's uh, any case of other health they need they can just use us and so we want to be a b2b company because imagine google or facebook or tesla or microsoft or any company which is in the us or abroad uh, they have like nearly 30% of the indian employees and literally every one of them are our target audience they get paid well uh, they are in between the 35 and 55 age group uh, their parents are in india who the age group which we can serve and so all that is something which i want to do it like but i want to start it within the next 2 years because right now we have a very good presence in the south of india but we need to be in the north of india as well to go to microsoft and tell that hey we can do this for you and so that is another thing which i want to do in the future and so like say 2 years down the lane by 2025 i need to have this pakka and planned and start working so it becomes like a uh, an employee benefit part yeah. of employee Probably. benefits Yeah, that's interesting. I, I really like the idea of um, the B2B component. The other aspect could be that you could partner with insurance companies um, that are providing yeah. health insurance uh, or, or the like, so that it becomes part of the value-added services that they provide as part of their package as well. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely, there, there's huge potential for for this. For, for this business in, in fact um yes uh, just speaking to people uh, personally speaking living in singapore with my mom in the uk i can see the demand for this for sure there, yeah. there's no doubt yeah, yeah. and and also the, the reason i wanted to be to be and also into the insurances i was running a coffee shop between 2009 and 2013 i got investment and i gave up like four franchises and i sold off my company and during the coffee shop time i found difficulty in getting waiters and servers and so i had this training institution which i've turned into this uh, non-profit company right and so in the training institution i started a training program for waiters and servers I was actually making more money in my training institution, training these twelve standard uh, slum boys and girls, and placing them in different coffee shops than in my coffee shop. You know, it was just a business which I created to satisfy my need, and then it became like a huge success. I was making very good money by placing, giving this training to these people, and then placing them in different coffee shops. Government of India had a plan where I have to give a training for free, and they gave me the money. and so i was making money all sides i was getting money for training and then i was placing them and i was getting money for that so this this b2b part is also the similar no try to get the insurance for them try to do everything for them and then give it and then make money and okay. so that is how the idea i got the idea here in sixty presents yeah uh, so you've all you've all worked in different companies you've all founded other companies as well but what lessons have you learned from those that you're bringing to sixty plus Okay, that's great. And so, from my coffee shop, I I learned how I should interact with customers one to one because I was not a hotel student, hotelier student, or any. I had nothing to do with hotel industry, but I started a coffee shop and it was a huge success. And my one to one interaction is what helped in my company, and that I used it in sixty plus. Uh, Uli and Vivek ran Shaikat, and Shaikat then in India there was no permission to run ads for condoms or sexual products, and so they kind of built their whole company into a profit-making company within a year with SEO and digital marketing, and so these guys became expert in it. 
and uh, Shaikad was one of the profit-making e-com company even before Manika. So everyone in the e-com sector knew Shaikat and Olian Vivek. And so they brought in their expertise of SEO, digital marketing, uh, paid marketing and all that into 60 plus and that actually helps us a lot. People are searching for travel companion and they come to us. But people search for, you know, uh, hospital admission companion or concierge service and they come to us. And so that uh, their expertise in SEO and digital marketing helped here. Of course, Vivek is uh, coding this and he's been coding all his life and he coded the whole website and the back end of Shaikat. So he's been doing what we do in for 60 plus our coding and things. So that's how it helped here. And yeah, only with this marketing and networking and all that. So these are what we brought in with 60. That's the reason we think all the three of us are a perfect blend here. Great. So you mentioned like the two the two limitations, right? You need a stronger, uh, a more senior team, and you need uh, more money for the marketing. So which then brings me to the fundraising question. You are raising five hundred thousand uh, US dollars. Uh, so the first yes. question is, uh, how much have you already received from that five hundred thousand? Uh, we received the hundred thousand dollars from Accelerating Asia, and uh, we are we we are focusing on getting the four hundred thousand dollars more. Uh, literally after coming back from Accelerating Asia, during Accelerating Asia program, I didn't pitch to anyone at all. I literally stopped pitching. You know, there were a lot of interesting things which happened, like this customer from PricewaterCooper was wanted investing $100,000. One of my customer was uh, AGM. AGM is uh, general, additional general manager of Canada Bank, which is one of the biggest leading banks in India. He was the AGM for Canada Bank and his sister was and actually, he was talking to Wooly and he, he was doing all the services. Then suddenly he asked, what is your revenue and all that? And he said, I'm giving you an open line over draft credit. You can come to my bank and take it for an, another $130,000. And so, you know, we have customers like this who are who are into the finance part, who's trying to give us money. And so except for these two commitments, I really don't have any much more. And so I need to raise another $200,000 and and what is the valuation at this point of time? Uh, like around uh, three million. I'm still working on the valuation part because all these people are like this person from Pricewater Cooper said, if you have any other investor and you're talking on the valuation with them, I'll go with the same valuation. And the 130,000 USD is on a overdraft. And so right now we have a three million dollar valuation, but we're still working. And I think one of the big questions that um, people want to know, especially angels, is um, in the long run, right? I mean, if you look at similar players uh, from around the world uh, or similar um, startups in, in, in the same space, what did you see the potential exit to be uh, if an angel were to invest uh, at this point of time? The first one will be buyback from the founders. And the second one will be probably a next round of funding where they could exit. And the third I'm looking at is an IPO. I'm not, at this point of time, I'm not looking to sell my company to a bigger player or like say Apollo is coming up with a home care and Apollo is one of the huge hospital chain in India. So say Apollo is coming or Reliance is coming up with or Tata is wanting to buy me up. Uh, I'm not looking for a buyout at this point of time. Uh, I'm either looking at an IPO or a buyback for my investors. And the third point is the next round of investment they could exit. Okay. If we were just to summarize, you've got about 300,000 soft commit uh, for 
uh, for your 500,000 so you've still got 200k remaining uh, what's the minimum ticket size that you're expecting from angel investors if they were to come in? Uh, $50,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and that's all on a on a safe note, I would expect, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And and the um, if I'm remembering it correctly, the safe notes that come from that using the accelerating Asia format. They have a maturity date, and I take it they've got a maturity date of three years as well. Yes, yes, they do. They do, and they come at a two point five million valuation cap. Okay, that's good. Also, in terms of uh, when I look at sixty plus, right? I mean, it is uh, a very people business. There are a lot of components that seem to me as as an outsider. It seems that there are a lot of moving parts to it. Like there is the parent then you need to find a service provider the service provider needs to go there and there are things that could potentially um, go wrong within that we already discussed that so then in terms of um, what I find really interesting is the e-commerce component of what you have and I think that has a lot of scope given what you and your other founders have done previously so what else do you think could be automated where you could reduce the the number of uh, moving components of the human high-touch element of the business. Is there anything that could yes. also be automated or productized? Yes, um, I think this is something which we are actually very diligently working on now. The whole process, we want it to be automated. The only human connection is going to be when we get a service, one of our uh, customer expert advisor is going to get connected with the customer and become their liaison officer. That is the one way part we want to have it as a human touch so that you know like i previously told you it's going to be a personal talk uh, the booking of the customer and assigning the vendor to them is going to be automated it's almost already the same you know it's going to be like i don't know if you know urban company or uh, home age so it's just going to be an app and then you click say i want a nurse on the 25th at evening 5 pm to the uh, end of the month or five days and all they have to do is do that and then say book. And then after 24 hours, they're going to get a verified service providers, address proof, ID proof, a degree certificate and everything else or a police communication certificate, which going come to Razi saying this girl is going to go and take care of your grandmother for five days. So this part is going to be automated. And so after in 24 hours, that is you're going to book today and someone is starting tomorrow. Within the 24 hours, you're going to get a call from a customer or from our service provider, customer care executive, who's going to be a liaison with you, who will be talking to you to understand more about your grandmother so that she can, you know, give extra help or assist you with other things. So that is the only part which is going to be uh, in the manual format. The rest is going to be automated and almost half of it is already automated. Right now, we do the mapping. When we get a request, we do the mapping and we connect those people, but we want it to be automated like how it is working in Ola, Uber or Urban Club or urban company so that is how we want to do and the e-commerce is already automated you know because we have shaikat shaikat is our e-com company in which Uli and vivek ran or are still running and so because of that we just use the whole content in our back end and so once the order is given it's a smooth flow it just goes there it goes to get delivered to them and we get automated message so the e-com part is already automated the service part we're working on it that's the reason I'm trying to hire these technical people <laughs> to expedite the process. 
Yeah. In terms of um, like these pre-screened um, trained healthcare providers that are on the platform, how many do you have at present? Like, what's the total number of people who have gone through the entire process of a psychometric assessment and the police screening? Uh, of the 500, more than 150 of them have gone through both because the police verification takes like nearly one to two months. And so of the 500, 150 of them have already got the police verification certificate. Another 150 are in the process of getting the certificate. Yeah, because you mentioned Homa. So you, I was saying you mentioned Homa and I was just looking at uh, them really quickly and looking at the kind of growth they have seen, the kind of um, valuation they have seen. I think it is very promising because for you, uh, you're operating in a far larger market and a very unique market. And I think if you can pull it off, it is going to be as big or maybe probably yes. larger than what they have achieved. The difference between Home Asian and 60 Plus India is Singapore is a very controlled country. They have a lot of compliances to follow and they have a lot of rules and regulations. And 60 Plus is trying to do all this on our own without any limitations from the outside. Okay. And also, um, earlier when you, you shared the team, I believe yourself, Oli, and your other co-founder, you do have um, other startups or other companies that you are part of. The question is, uh, at which point would um, you consider doing this full-time or are you going to be hiring someone who's going to be managing it uh, full-time? How do you see that evolving? All the three of us are full-time here. Uh, I have a training institution which is not functioning as a profit company. It, it's become totally a non-profit organization which goes to government schools to teach about sexual abuse awareness for school kids. And so we do it or I go and do that one day on part-time basis when I have time. I have a fresh set of friends who come along with me to do the teaching for government school kids. And so that is like completely like my pet project, I could say, or my uh, non-profit company. And so my company has changed to that completely. I'm full-time with 60+. plus. And Oli and Vivek, they have Shaikat, but there is another operations director there who's taking care of Shaikat completely. So these two guys are completely with 60 plus right now. They don't work for Shaikat, even though our same office has the, both the Shaikat of building and the 60 plus building. And so we are just to see each other every day and Shaikat runs here, but Oli and Vivek are working full time. Got it. And uh, beyond the fundraising, um, what other help do you need for people who are watching this? How could they potentially uh, contribute to 60 plus beyond uh, the fund? I would love to connect with more Indian diaspora expats. I would like to talk to them, understand how they are finding help for their parents or what they need more for their parents. Or what are the things they're missing? Because a lot of people come to us asking for emergency care. And we've said no, because we're not equipped for it. Literally every single customer, all the thousand plus customers are asking for an emergency care. They say, if my mom calls you at 12 o'clock in the night or 2 o'clock in the night, I want you guys to help. I was like, I'll be glad to do that, but I'm not able to do it right now. And I haven't tried doing it. And so apart from the emergency care, I would like to talk to their Discord to understand what they need, uh, how we can improve ourselves. And whom do we have to uh, reach out to as a marketing channel to get more Dispora in our uh, place? You know, because I understand social media is there, but there should be other channels which these Indian Dispora community people are, you know, are looking out for, like say a grocery shop where they go off and 
or do they go to a temple often or do they you know meet up in some uh, even place often you know things like that if because it, in each city it's different way they connect and again indian diaspora is so crazy that we have 101 gods and so each of them go to a different temple so which is very famous in which city uh, who which restaurant is famous and so things like that you know that those things will be very easier for us to get in touch with the community that is what i'm actually looking at uh, from the indian diaspora people and of course funding you guys like to be a part of this or if they like helping senior citizens if they like to give back to their parents or people who are as old as their parents they can come and join us okay Thank you Arasi for joining us. We were very happy to have you uh, on this episode with us. So you've heard yeah. from Arasi, you know about 60 plus, uh, you are aware of how much they're fundraising, you are aware of the impact that they are making for the Indian diaspora community to take care of this uh, of the aging parents back home. If you want to make an angel investment or if you want to contribute and share this platform with the community be sure to get in touch with uh, Arasi and if you enjoyed this episode please do like share and leave your comments um on what we should be asking the future founders that we're going to be interviewing on these series thank you usman thank you rasi for this opportunity i'm much obliged you guys have been so kind to me from the beginning and uh, thanks a lot i i really wish this goes to many founders the same way that i enjoyed doing this thank you So thank you so much and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.